0: Power prices and your bills and rebates and all of that stuff. Certainly uh, a topic of discussion in our part of the world this week. We know that there was a big uh, debate down at the legislature yesterday. UCP coming up with a plan to get you 50 bucks a month back retroactively. It's for January, February, and March. When? Eh, We don't know. We don't really know. Hopefully June, maybe July. Uh, UCP government says they are working with the power companies. Um and asking them to get their billing adjusted as quickly as possible. Apparently, the rebate will appear on your bill, but uh, we don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Uh, 50 bucks a month is the situation that you're looking at here. How much of a difference is that going to make? Realistically, take a look at the bills that you got in January, February, and March. Does 50 bucks make, I mean, hey, we'll take it. It's 50 bucks. It's good. But um, I think your bill probably went up a whole lot more than that. You remember the jump, you know, massive, massive increase. And, and, and there are all kinds of reasons, speculation, people talking about, well, this is what happened. This is why I went a carbon tax. That always gets blamed for a lot, by a lot. Uh, a lot of people, we, we know the carbon tax is, is, a, is a sore spot. And it certainly did play a role in this. Not that much, though, really. Um, service charges and fees, we all know that that is certainly a situation with utilities in Alberta. And it did play a role. Not that much. There's one overriding factor in terms of why you saw a record high bill. And according to our next guest, it's power, company, profit. Plain and simple. So we're going to chat now with Blake Schaefer. Blake is an assistant professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary. Recently did a report on this very discussion. And uh, Blake, thanks much for joining us. Appreciate your time today. You bet. Thanks for having me, Shay. Um, Okay, so take us through the work. What, what did you look at, and how did you come to this conclusion? What was sort of the analysis that you did?
1: Yeah, so it was kind of to get at exactly what you were just saying. You know, everyone's aware bills are higher, power prices are higher, but why? Why is that? Because if we're going to prescribe a policy prescription, we need to get the diagnosis right. And so what me and my co-authors did, and this is actually part of a larger research project, is you effectively recreate the entire Alberta electric system in, in a model. And this model is, well, what if everybody was just offering at their marginal cost, their cost to generate? And that allows us to see what happens when we change all of these important factors. What happens when demand goes up, when natural gas prices go up, when the carbon price goes up? And we can see what those factors do to the price and how important each of them are. And it can also allow us to disentangle how much of this is due to the cost to generate going up versus that difference, the markup, if you will, the difference between what it costs them and what they're charging uh, to consumers.
0: Okay. And the finding was, you know, all those things that we talked about, carbon tax, um, you know, user fees, those all play a role in here for sure. But that wasn't the the reason that you settled on, right? Basically, it was just a Mm -hmm. big, big markup.
1: Yeah, I mean, two-thirds of the energy price change is effectively an increase in the markup. So, an increase in firms charging above their marginal cost in 2021 as compared to 2020. Now, in 2020, the markup was quite low. In fact, it's been quite low for the past five years, arguably too low, unsustainable for many companies. So... Alberta is quite different than other provinces in that uh, the firms need to earn a markup. They need to earn something above their marginal cost because they've got to recoup all those fixed costs. So it's not that the markup per se is bad; it's simply that's what explains the jump. It, it is not, as you said, uh, the carbon price that that accounted for about. I think I, we calculated about 4% 4%, four percent overall yeah. change. So it's very small. Uh, Increase in demand mattered. That was about 15% because you have to climb up the ladder of power plants. You've got to use more expensive ones. Uh, Natural gas was up a ton in 2021 versus 2020. That added about 10% uh, or that explains about 10% of the change. But again, two-thirds of the change is is simply put, Tighter market conditions and more market concentration led to the opportunity for firms to start recovering those fixed costs that they hadn't been recovering in previous years. So that's really where the increase is coming from.
0: Yeah, and they did. They went from 9 bucks uh, as a megawatt hour in 2020 to 35 bucks in 2021. So like you say, the markup yeah. was huge.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so it, is, it was the big increase. Um, I think there's there'll be work happening. It's probably already happening right now. We do have a market surveillance administrator and they take a look at whether or not the market, the markup going on is reasonable. If there's anything that's impeding competition. I don't we don't see any evidence of that. The biggest question is how transient is this? How yeah. quickly will this um, get mitigated by effectively new entry coming in uh, to say, I'll, I'll take a chunk of that. Those are nice prices. And we will get that. The problem is it takes time in power markets. Um,
0: now let's there's so many reasons and so much finger pointing about governments having played a role in this. We should point out the deregulation of the electric market in Alberta did end last year, right? How does all that fit into it?
1: Well, no, no, it didn't end. What ended was the 20-year PPAs, which, which really kick-started, if you will, the deregulation process, or they were a right. main mechanism. Um, so the idea behind those PPAs was in the year 2000, when we had gone, like you say, deregulated or, or, or competitive, we only really had three firms that controlled 90% of the market. So we weren't going to be competitive. So they did these PPAs to, to disperse the control across more players in the market those lasted 20 years and they ended at the end of 2020 meaning um we're still in that deregulated world we're still in the competitive world but the control came back to those original three now they don't have 90 percent anymore because the market got bigger there are new players but they did just jump to being over half of the market in terms of the control of the generating capacity and so when you have a lot of control from in a few players that's when we get exposed to the potential for an increase in markups. Gotcha. Okay. What
0: about, uh, Rachel Notley yesterday was talking about they removed the cap. They removed the cap, and that's why we're Mm -hmm. in the mess
1: there. And what's this cap? Well, so that's interesting. The the cap was actually just on retail rates, what you and I pay, if we're on that floating one. Um, The cap didn't affect what goes on in these wholesale markets. What the cap did is it, it created a wedge, if you will, between what the wholesale market is, and what you're going to pay. And we saw that while the cap was in place. Even though we were capped out at paying 6.8 cents for our energy portion, um, sometimes the market was closer to 10 cents, and the government made up the difference. And so it was effectively a subsidy between the wholesale market and and the the retail market. Uh, It did expose consumers to these high prices when we removed it. Most people, I'd say more than half of Albertans, are on a fixed rate. The moment they took the cap off, I went to a fixed rate. I think increasingly we're seeing people go on a fixed rate. But those that aren't, those are the folks that you just mentioned last winter. Uh, The energy portion of the bill went from an average of, say, 5 to 8 cents. It jumped to 16 cents. Uh, and that's not your whole bill. There's those other pesky components yep. that you mentioned, uh, which are increasingly taking up a share of the bill. But but they aren't the source of the big jump recently. They've been just steadily rising like water torture. It was the energy portion that jumped.
0: Um, so where, what do we? is it too late to lock in? Is that still your best plan to get off the roller coaster, even though we're where we are? I mean, what do you recommend for people that don't want to go through what they went through last winter?
1: I'm still recommending it. Okay. So, yeah, it's a, you missed an opportunity last winter to save some money and the fixed rates have climbed. Uh, so they're, you know, a, a, a full penny higher. Um, but still on both gas and power, um, when people ask me, my unsolicited advice uh, or free advice is uh, go fixed. Important to know that if you go fixed, even on a five-year term, That term is a responsibility of the retailer to guarantee that rate. In most cases, you can switch out. So you don't have to feel like you're locking in at the top of the market and you're going to be stuck here when prices finally do crash out. Oh, really? You can leave. Yeah. Most of the retailers allow that. You want to check because it's not all, but most of the retailers allow that. And the reason they do is because they know that people like us, we don't have the fullest of information on these things. Sure. we're getting pressured to lock in. We might make a mistake, and so effectively, you're given an out. Again, check your, the policy you're looking at because it's not all of them, but most of them do that. Um, so, I plan to switch back to a floating rate in a year or two when I expect prices to come back down. So,
0: like that's no risk. I mean, if you can get out because something better comes along, why wouldn't you do that? It makes perfect sense. Well,
1: you know what it is. Effectively, we're all lazy. Yeah, and you're decisions right. <laughs> and things we have to do. There's not many folks who are going to be saying, paying close attention to say, okay, now I'll go fix. Now I'll go floating. But if you want to do that, you can save a few bucks. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it is kind of a free option out there that they leave to us because they kind of understand that most folks aren't going to do it. And um, we are at an information disadvantage.
0: All right. Great stuff. Blake, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining
1: us. Okay, take care.
0: Thanks. That's Blake Schaefer, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Economics, University of Calgary. Part of the team that really did the deep dive into the soaring utility bills that we saw last winter and tried to figure out where that increase came from. And you're all texting me all kinds of different reasons, and you're right. They all played a role, okay?